0: what is going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the movement podcast where we are on a mission to create a movement of like-minded people who want to win and who want to see others win that's what we're trying to do with me today is a handsome gentleman who is not trevor i would not describe trevor as handsome he is manly and hairy and his hair on his head is crazy He's kind of handsome too um but no we have we have a guest today we haven't done an interview podcast in a while and honestly this was spur of the moment this member was walking around and practicing some jump rope and i was like you know what i have some work to do but we haven't interviewed someone in a while and this person is going to be leaving soon you like how i'm building up the suspense like (laughs) i'm not even saying your name um, they're going to be leaving soon. They're going to be moving, which we'll talk about that. Uh, but I was like, man, we got to get him on the podcast. This, Cause this is somebody we, we admire, we appreciate. I mean, when you literally, I mean, I feel like you've won awards like this, like Mr. Where are you from? Carthage. Mr. Sorry. Carthage. Like, you know, like you would win an award like that <laughs> because you're just like all in on it. Um, the person I'm referring to, his name is Dylan Calhoun, Dylan, if I could insert some like clapping and stuff, I would right here. But Dylan, welcome to the Movement Podcast. Yeah, thanks. How are you? Good, good, busy but good. Are you excited?
1: Yeah, I'm super excited. I've never never done a podcast before. I was just telling it fun. Yeah, this is this is new to me. So judge lightly. It'll be good. It'll be good. First thoughts
0: when I was like, hey, because literally this a little bit of hesitation, but outside of that, like excited. And that was the other reason. It is. It's a good experience, but the other reason too is. I have there are people I'm like, I probably should give them a heads up. I need to call them like a week <laughs> right. ahead and say, hey, here are the questions I'm gonna ask. But I was like, I know Dylan. He's gonna be like
1: I can talk on my feet. Okay, right, yeah. let's
0: do it. So you're you're an amazing person. You're an amazing individual. I gotcha. Um, and we are so blessed and lucky to have you at Vigor. And what I was getting at earlier was like, man, if we had like a Vigor movement member of the month, like we don't do that, or member of the semester, or just like something like some superlative like that yeah. that would be you because you're you show up you're consistent you work hard you celebrate others like i said in the beginning of the podcast we're on a mission to we're on a mission to create a movement of like-minded people who want to win you definitely want to win in life but you want to see others win and that second part is so huge because everybody wants to win right but not everybody wants to see others win yeah. so tell me uh tell us why are you let's start there why are you the way that you are when it comes to your energy when it comes to your positivity why are you this way
1: yeah I mean I think in the gym it's largely because the community and culture here facilitates that like I I am the way in the gym because I feel like that's the easiest way to fit in I feel like it's sort of the like-minded people approach if I'm positive everybody else is positive and I walked into a positive environment looking to fit in and so I'm trying to do my part, Uh, not trying to do anything extra, but, um, yeah. And then I think generally speaking, I sort of approach life with a no regrets mentality. And so everything happens for a reason. I was actually telling you the other day, one of my favorite hype songs is this by Darius Rucker, which is a song that's about how like everything in life, good and bad has led you to this moment. And so,
0: yeah. You're just like, you're just so energetic and you're so positive and bright. And that was, that's just something that you don't see, especially guys in college. I feel like a lot of guys are reserved, like a lot of guys are quiet. So was this you in high school? Were you this individual? Was this you in middle school? Like, let's, I want to, I want to unpack that and understand, like, when did this Dylan come to be? Or was this always, were you always like this? I would say to some
1: extent, I've always been like this. Um, obviously, I appreciate all the kind words. I feel like I should say thank you at the start <laughs> <No>. <laughs> of everything. Um, but I would say I've always kind of been outgoing naturally. But then in high school, I was really big in speech and debate. Oh, it like okay. formed me into who I am today. Yeah. And so a lot of the confidence is trained. I'm yes. very comfortable talking on my feet for that reason. I'm really comfortable being in front of people. Yeah. Even if I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <Hence this podcast. laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, you get thrown into a lot of different situations in life and especially in debate. And so I was trained to kind of tackle them head
0: on. Got you. I love it. I love it. That's great. That definitely explains it. I mean, if there's anything that will prepare you for real reality situations or scenarios, it's definitely something like debate or like whenever I was in college, I had to take public speaking classes, like. It is funny because like, I look back now, now, when I took those classes, terrified. Right. Did not want to get up in front of the class, (laughs) did not want to, like, literally would stress about it weeks before I even knew when my speech. I'm (laughs) like, I don't even, I'm not working on my speech because I'm so busy stressing about it. But now me being who I am, like, I love to talk. I love to be, and it's just funny how, like, like you said, like everything happens for a reason in that moment, I didn't really understand. Was more about I'm just focused on how awkward I look up here and trying to <laughs> right. picture everybody naked so I can you know. Right. But now looking back, I'm like, man, I'm I'm thankful I did that. I'm thankful I got out of my comfort zone, did something new and challenging. Even though I feel like I didn't really do great then, it set me up for success right now. So yeah. Um. But speaking of getting out of your comfort zone, bigger movement. Yeah. When you first started, tell us about that. Tell us how you heard about bigger. Right and then your first experience here. I remember you and Alex, did you guys come in together? Yeah, we yeah, came that's in right. together. You guys came in together and uh, just tell us about that. Like how you how you heard about us and what what initially was just like, man, okay, let's go. Let's go in.
1: Yeah. So, uh I would say I first heard about Vigor through Riley. Um, oh okay I, yeah so i'm like a huge mizzou volleyball fan that okay. was alex and i's thing throughout college it gotcha. still is to some extent yeah and so i obviously followed riley on instagram and yeah. she would share like the highlights that you guys do on instagram stories and stuff yeah and so i had like ended up following the gym long before i was even considering joining Gotcha. and then alex got a job at Lululemon, and they sort of through their like employee relationship yeah fund yeah their employees like pursuing fitness endeavors at local gyms. Yes. True. And so Alex started looking for a new gym and I was like, Oh, well, I'll do it with you. Huh. And I was like, there's actually this really cool gym called bigger that I've been following on Instagram. Like we should try it out. Yeah. We, we came in, I was like so nervous. It was like an Alex led endeavor and yeah. Alex is like a little bit shyer than me. Yeah. To- and yeah. so him coming in, he's like, why? I don't like to talk. And so I was like, great. So I'm going to have to do the talking. <laughs> I'm
0: the nervous. Yeah, one, <laughs> exactly. I'm the talk. nervous
1: one. And like, I, I hadn't really lifted to weights much before. And yeah. so Coming in, I was, like, super nervous, but we, like, tried it out, and those first three classes, like, gave us exactly what we needed, more than what we were looking for, and so there wasn't a reason to go trying in the other gyms. We'd contacted other places already and, yeah. like, just found exactly what we were looking for here. There wasn't any reason to go elsewhere.
0: Man, that's so cool. I did not know that. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. So, speaking of, like, trying the classes out, not weightlifting much, because that is what we right. do here,
1: Right.
0: how, was that, like just that concept, was that something when you say you were like nervous and, and things like that, was that why? Because I, I don't think you were nervous because you are in a new place, knowing your history, knowing that you can just, you know, figure it out and <laughs> yeah. talk. So what was the nerves and what was your experience? Like not, I'm not asking for you to just brag on vigor, but honestly, like your experience going from someone, cause you swam in high school, right someone who swam in high school, didn't lift a lot of weights to first of all, thinking vigor is interesting because you, we post our workouts right. on our stories. <laughs> yeah. so you you kind of had an idea and like breaking through that and then like actually doing the workouts. What was that like whole process like? And what was the nerve? Where was the nerves come Where did the nerves come from?
1: Yeah. So I remember the first time that we came in, you sort of explained the three pillars approach that vigor has yeah. with mobility, strength, and then cardio or aerobics. Yeah. Man. See, let's go. Um, and so like, that focus I thought was really unique and something that at least on like sort of a website, you didn't see it a lot of other places. And mm-hmm. I, I really liked that approach. Yeah. But in terms of the actual nerves, I think that coming into I like totally different environment. Like I said, yeah. like all of a lot of my fitness to that point had been swimming. And if it wasn't swimming, it was like doing strictly cardio in college. Sure. Um, And I was looking to get out of my comfort zone and do like weights and stuff that I, Maybe I'd done in like middle school gym class, but nothing, nothing, you know, for me necessarily. Yeah. Um, And so pursuing something where it was like, it wasn't for a team. It was all about me wanting to show up every day was something that made me nervous because I'm not the type of person that enjoys failure like Mm. most people. But like, no, you don't. I'm very hard on myself. You are.
0: Um, And I know that from experience. (laughs) Yeah. I, yes you are and, yeah. and so
1: showing up to an environment where i was at risk of
0: failing yeah. was really hard uh.
1: um to kind of put myself into but once i was there like i said i i kind of had done a work type yeah. approach yeah. um and so that and then i would say like the first class really solidified it because it ended up just being me you and alex i don't know if you remember that um was it a during the day yeah, yeah. it was like a noon class oh, i okay. want to say yeah but it was just the Man. Th- just okay. the three of us and so we got like Super one-on-one coaching yeah. the very first time, which was really nice. And like, I don't know, I, I felt like a connection with you in oh, the least cool. cheesy way.
0: And so yeah. I was like, Yeah, like this place is it. And so oh, okay, yeah, okay, I'll take that pat on the back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's good. I, I love that. I because knowing people because everyone's nervous when it comes to doing things for the first time, but especially fitness, right? right? Like that is it's it's intimidating, it's nerve-wracking, it's they don't want to fail. I'm very interested in hearing your response to this. Why put yourself in a situation where you could possibly fail?
1: Yeah, I, I think the most simple answer
0: is just to improve. Yeah.
1: I don't think you get better without getting uncomfortable. That's something that we say a
0: lot in the gym, but sure. I like think that's really true in life. Yeah. Um, and was that an approach you've always had or? Yeah. Like, in that, like even with like swimming in high school, were you, Finding yourself in situations or circumstances as a high school athlete where you were like, man, I, you know, whether it's in your any kind of workout you had or training in the pool, were you just seeking out ways for you to possibly fail so that you can either see what your potential is or see what you need to work on? Like, is that something you did? pretty frequently yeah no i
1: mean I, I think that it was super relevant in high school swimming um i would like very much approach every season with like the utmost enthusiasm and so day one i was like walking around making my teammates aware not like in a in sort of a, a boastful or bragging i think i deserve it already type of way right but i would approach them and say like hey i'm looking to earn the 100 effort award this year and so like i hope that you like Look at how hard I work in practice because, like, uh, as hard as I'm working today, it's going to be the same two months from now. It's going to be the same mm. the day before the state meet. It's going to be the, the day of the state meet, and yeah. so that was something that, like, I've always been super vocal about my goals. I'm setting, like, yeah. we've talked a lot this week about I'm going to get double unders. Yeah. Um. And so, I think the only way to improve is to put yourself at risk of failing in
0: front of other people. I am like just like threw my head back in like <laughs> amazement because again, you're how old are you? 22 22 years old years young yeah this mindset that you have and i'm just talking to you like we're on the podcast but i'm that is not normal like it honestly isn't and i'm not trying to like blow your head up or anything like and i'm not i'm not like lying either because i feel like so many people they they spend a lot of their life trying to get to where you're at mentally how are you already there or why are you know I'm just I'm just maybe I was rhetorical I don't know um but it just amazes me because not people don't like to fail right so they don't put themselves in situations to fail um people don't want to be uncomfortable so they don't put themselves in situations that are uncomfortable but you like seek those things out so when it comes to Dylan as a college student and we'll talk about college here in a second because you've done some remarkable things just in your undergrad, as a um, Mizzou treated me well, as, yeah. as a Mizzou student. But Dylan, the student, you know what you're going to do. Like, how how are you so locked in and focused as a 22 year old? Is this like, are your parents this way? Is your sister this way? Like, where where does this come from? That's yeah, what no,
1: that's a that's a really good question. I. Sort of, you already answered it. I think it's probably that my parents are that way. They are. Uh, What do they do for a living? um, So my mom's a public school teacher, um, but she has two master's degrees in math and then like educational leadership. Yeah. Um, But she's like just a teacher. She didn't pursue like a principalship or like a professorship or anything like that. She just wanted to be better at her job. Yeah. Um, And like she's been the department head um, for a really long time and that was her goal. And then my dad is a firefighter. He started, I was actually talking with Alex with this yesterday, so the dates are fresh. He's been in the fire department for 14 years, starting as a part-time firefighter. And in that 14 years, he's worked his way up to be a battalion chief, which is wow. third in line. Wow. So,
0: he's, I've watched I'm, n- I'm not, I would have never guessed your dad was a firefighter. Yeah. I don't know why I would have never guessed Yeah, that. no, it's always okay. really cool. Typically, yeah.
1: then people ask, like, oh, so you live at the fire station? And I don't <laughs> know why that's a question people have, yeah. but it's, it is. Yeah. But anyways, um. My dad specifically, I think, is, like, a super hard worker, and he, like, mm-hmm. really instilled that in all three of his kids, yeah. myself included. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it wasn't really ever with sports for me as much as it was my siblings because I'm the least athletic of the three of us. Okay. Um, but definitely something that, like, we all approach every aspect of our life with. You guys are
0: all pretty similar in, like, this whole just success-driven – joyful like having this life that is joyful that is happy that is positive like is this yeah mantra like that nothing's unattainable i like my dad is wow so i i
1: would say i'm i'm honestly closer with my mom so i want to note that before i like talk about my dad a whole whole bunch yeah um but like my dad is somebody that i know if i have a super tough decision or if i'm trying to set a goal i can talk to him about it and he'll like talk to me cut and dry yeah um and so like i i not a specific moment, but throughout childhood and like into my adult life, even though I'm still a little yeah. bit in my head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, He like has always told us that nothing's unattainable. Mm. Everything that you put your mind to is possible, mm. which sounds so cheesy, but it, it is a good way to approach life. Yeah. Um,
0: and so I, I think that's served us well. Let's help the listeners out. Right. Because there's, there's two types of people listening to this right now. There's a the person who can relate. Oh, parents were the same way my mom pushed me my dad pushed me not just with their words but with their actions they're always encouraging so for that person what you're saying it's easy to hear right being the person that you are I'm sure you're full of advice even though you're young you have you have some advice right because you can see the world for the way that it is what about the people who are listening who are like well shit I didn't have that right my parents are lazy My parents are overweight or my parents are, they live off the government right? or I didn't have siblings or all my siblings abandoned us. or My mom abandoned, like for someone like that, who is like constantly in this struggle of they know they want more, they know they want to do more, but because they didn't have that example, they just always feel stuck. What would you say to that person? Yeah. I mean, I think it goes back
1: to building community and finding the community that's supportive for you. Mm. Um, but I think the way you join a community like that is by supporting yourself first. Mm. And so in order to put yourself into an uncomfortable situation, you have to first identify a goal related to that. Yeah. And so if my goal was to improve my health and fitness, I wasn't doing that going to Mizzou Rec and climbing like 500 flights of stairs yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Right. I knew that in order to like see the changes that I wanted to see, I was going to have to be a little bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so I made the decision to support myself by making myself uncomfortable and coming to a place like this Mm -hmm. where I was less familiar with the scenario. And so obviously it
0: doesn't have to be fitness related, but I I think that those principles apply. Yeah. I think in a lot of areas. Yeah, they do apply. And what I'm hearing is you have to take care of you first. Right. Whatever that means you have to do.
1: Right. And a good analogy is like, when you ride the airplane, they tell you to put your mask on first before you're helping somebody else. And I I think that's really true. Because if the plane's coming down, that's indicative of a a crash, or at least some turbulence and and life's full of turbulence, like, life's not going to be pretty. It's not pretty for me. It's not pretty for you. Yeah. And I, you know, the mindset's also not always going to be there. It's hard to stay in this sort of positive, upbeat, uplifting mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's why it always is going to have to be about you. It's okay to be a little
0: bit selfish in that way because it's not selfish to take care of yourself. I 100% agree with that. Wow. Man. (laughs) Yeah. We're Dylan's in here preaching. (laughs) Let's go. Man, I I love that. I think it's, and I wanted to address that because I know we have a lot of listeners. I know we have listeners on both. Um, on both sides of the fence those who are just naturally motivated which you know that's the kind of we talk about what kind of people we want to attract those are those people but we also have those people who aren't there yet that want to be there so I, I feel like it's super important to address both areas because yes while what you're saying the the people who are highly motivated they are getting value because they can relate, they can, you know, their whatever biased opinion they have about success and what they need to do, it's being confirmed by you. Okay. But the other people, they're the people who like, they're, they're trying to find answers, they're trying to find ways. So for you to kind of give them this advice of, hey, if you want to improve, if you want to see progress, if you want to get better in any area, you have to take a step back and ask yourself, well, what, what do I need? Right, right how am i going to improve if i don't even first acknowledge like you said or bring to more awareness the things that i actually need in order to to make that progress right so i think that's awesome i think it's it's very mature of you um and i'm just i've just always been intrigued by you so enough of the motivation for a second you as was mizzou always the place you wanted to go
1: no. <laughs> no? Oh, yeah. okay. Where do you yeah. want to go? So I, my parents hated me during my college search process. So I visited 18 different schools. That seems like you, something <laughs> yeah. you would do. Yeah. So if, if this grad school thing that I've talked with a lot of people at the gym about yeah. has been annoying, like imagine me in high school, a lot less mature, uh-huh. a lot like in a lot better position to go where I wanted. <laughs> You're
0: from, where are you from? from
1: Carthage, Missouri, Southwest. Missouri. Okay. Sorry. Um, okay. So near Joplin. Yeah. Um, was... A standout high school student, yeah. to like put to put it in short, yeah. but um, yeah, visited eighteen different schools when I first started touring. Mizzou was like near the bottom. Wow. Um, and it stayed near the bottom for most of the search process. I ended up obviously having to narrow it down. Were you looking out of state? Were you out of like all over the country? We did a full get. college road trip. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Um, I was really fortunate. My yeah. parents were like supportive when they did not need to be. Yeah. <laughs> you look back, you're like, man. i yeah, like, I was, like, I was terrible and Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it came down. I was considering Boston University in Boston and then Vanderbilt in Nashville yeah. and Mizzou. And the only reason Mizzou was still on the list was because my parents wanted me to stay close to home, and the other two are obviously further away. And then financially, it definitively made the most sense. Yeah. Um, and I. Ended up choosing Mizzou almost purely based off finances. Okay. Um, just because the other two were very expensive and did not offer a lot of scholarship money and Mizzou yeah. was the opposite. Okay. Um and so I was less than excited to come here. <laughs> for Summer Welcome, uh, yep. which is like the summer orientation that's put on in the summer. Yeah. Um, didn't have a good experience during Summer Welcome, really? which meant that I was even less excited oh, to come no. here as a student in the fall. It's all piling
0: on. Yeah. Like, I knew I shouldn't have came here.
1: Yeah. And so this is a, like, I get asked a lot why I chose Mizzou or yeah. how I came to that decision because I've, I've been in a lot of roles where I talk to prospective sure. students and their families. And so I always tell them that I didn't fall in love with Mizzou when I toured it or when I came for summer welcome. I fell in love with Mizzou when I got here. Mm. Um, And so that first week freshman year, like I said, I was I was my tank was empty in terms of excitement for this place. Um, And I remember I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna make this place work, but I have to try because like this is college, and if I mess this up, I'm gonna mess up a lot after this. Yeah. And so I gave it my all that first week. I found. Alex, my current best friend, yeah. um and and sort of the random roommate. Process. Current Alex, you hear
0: that? <laughs> yeah. You're on the chopping block. Uh, just kidding, we yeah, love it.
1: Exactly. We're kidding. And I and I found a, a research lab on campus. I found different orgs that I wanted to be involved in, and and I I fell in love with Mizzou that first week. And since then I have that sorry, that second semester of freshman year, I joined tour joined tour team, which is the team of tour guides for Mizzou's campus. Um, where I've since gotten to continually reflect on all that Mizzou has done and given to me, and in each moment that I have to reflect on it, I fall more in love with it, and I fall in love with it over and over and over again yeah. because this place has done so much for me. So in a roundabout way, Mizzou was never the first choice, but I would choose it over and over and over again if I could. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Mizzou, you can clip that. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Just, just pay Dylan. Pay hey, the man. He's talking to you. Um, I love that. I love how I think it's it's really not too far off of your kind of the thing you seek out anyways you seek out challenge you seek out you seek out adversity yeah isn't that interesting how like i'm 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 really big on things we say things we think about the things we put out into the world into i i am a big believer in if you put it out there you better be ready to to kind of tackle that right and you did that and you were that kind of person. You you liked adversity, you liked to challenge, you liked to be in a position where you could possibly fail. You literally just said, if your college career was a train wreck, that would have led you to, who knows, more of a right. train wreck in other areas. But you had to show up, right? You had right. to show up with energy, you had to find the good, you had to put yourself out there, put yourself in situations. So I'm seeing a common theme in your life. And I'm assuming you're searching for another stressful thing. With, <laughs> yeah. with, Starting with your, your PhD. With yeah. your PhD yeah. Which we'll talk about too. But, um, it's just, it's just funny how like that the, the more, the older I, I'm not, uh, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. the, as I continue to grow. Right. Um, as we, as we continue to grow, I hear this concept. I hear this a lot of like what you say, what you put out to the world and to the universe, like, it matters. Yeah. It really does matter, and to hear this story, to me, that just confirms it even more. So, um, it makes me excited just for like personal stuff for me because I'm like, man, I'm, when I'm done, I'm about to go outside and shout out a whole bunch <laughs> yeah. of shit. Um, but that's good. So, you've 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 been at Mizzou four years, mm-hmm. right? You're four years, right? Four years in August. Okay. So, like,
1: yeah, you all four no years extra, of college. Okay. Yeah. No um, extra. Your major was biology. Is biology okay. and a minor in math.
0: Okay. and why Ew.
1: my math? mom's a math teacher oh, so that's nice yeah helping out with Literally, college that's oh, the okay. only reason why in grad school interviews like i asked that question and you probably got good time. grades too
0: decent in math oh in math yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> if i had to take something just to appease somebody else i would not do <laughs> yeah I, I did it for my mom and because was easy <laughs> that's so... okay um so okay biology and math are your majors Uh um did you come into college wanting to do those two things or did it change at all um biology yes yeah math i was interested but didn't
1: know like why or how i would use it so i came in but like with no real intent i didn't start out like pre-phd though i started out pre-med i wanted to be a doctor oh
0: okay and so that was like
1: a big switch later on in college but yeah yeah. why why a doctor
0: mom's Um, a teacher dad's a firefighter what do your siblings do uh Are they call it your sister so my
1: younger sister they're both younger oh okay. um
0: my youngest sister is
1: in high school so she's still figuring it out and then the other one emily who's here at mizzou um is a nursing major okay so we were really fortunate our high school had a pltw project lead the way biomedical sciences program so we got exposure to a lot of pre-medical curriculum at a young age freshman through senior year yeah um and we had we were one of the pilot schools so the program ended up blowing up but because we were the first school to sort of experience it oh, okay. in that way we had a lot of resources yeah. one of our teachers actually helped found it wow. and so like it's now a nationally recognized program used by schools across the country wow and so we okay. got to be in sort of the, the guinea pig group yeah. of that. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and i think that kind of inspired the interest mm. and then when you're good at biology and you have
0: an interest you're told yeah.
1: be a doctor okay um, and so that's kind of so where that came from.
0: My favorite question to ask people:
1: Yeah,
0: if you could do anything, yeah, anything in the world, and money was no object, like, and you were, you think now? I mean, things change, but right now, if you could pursue doing something, money, like you would get paid what you needed to get paid, you'd have a comfortable life, you'd be super happy, joyful, and 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 content. What would that be?
1: Yeah, so we've talked about this a fair amount in the gym. Uh-huh. I oftentimes say life coach.
0: Um, oh, yes, but that's in, right. in yeah.
1: reflecting on that, uh-huh. especially in in sort of the course of this twenty eight minutes on the podcast, yes. yeah. I am maybe shifting more towards like I don't want to say motivational speaker because that's cheesy. No, it's not. I Why is that cheesy? It's very
0: cheesy. Why? There are I people who, especially nowadays, I know a couple of them personally. Oh, yeah, no, you can you can do big stuff like that why is why is phrasing it why is that cheesy? i don't like why the do phrase think? motivational speaker as a
1: title that i would wish to pursue oh, okay. but maybe like a so maybe... not the concept of it just the title sounds like yeah oh, the okay. concept is like exactly yes. what i'm going for i have a lot of ideas okay. i have prepared some of them and oh. like um yeah so like okay. i i would do some a life coach but in like a speaking or an advising to groups type of way
0: so kind of what you do for mizzou Sort of. Yeah. Smaller scale. Way way yeah. smaller. But okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. To travel, like people yeah. would pay you to they would book you. Yeah. To come go to, to come speak. high school assemblies. Okay.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: Stuff like that. Oh, is that something you think you would ever actually pursue? Um, potentially. Or, are you, or are you just like let's see where this PhD goes. Yeah. Goes. So
1: I one of my biggest passions outside of science is communication. Yeah. As I like done in all of my extracurriculars and uh-huh. like just in my sort of ability to talk yeah um and so i i see myself pursuing some sort of science communication cool. um okay, yeah. whether that's getting underrepresented people in stem into the field yeah. or working to make sure that when we put out results they're sort of validated and respected by the media and by different political groups, yeah, um, because we've seen sort of the effects that not believing science can have.
0: Sure. Um, And so that
1: that's something that I'm really passionate about. And so getting out into the community and and talking about the work that I do, but also my experience, I think is really important and something that I'm looking to do.
0: Well, I love that. And I think uh, not that I think I know if you did pursue something in communications, or like you said that you don't like motivational speaking, I could totally see that. I could totally see you being successful. You the just the Dylan that I know now unless you've just been faking. <laughs> you, I feel like whatever you do, you would be successful, and I wildly that. successful. So you should be super proud of that. Um, so you're doing your PhD, and you accept you got where you're gonna go, Where are you gonna move to I'm starting a PhD in cancer biology at the
1: University of Texas Southwestern Medical Campus in Dallas.
0: Wow. Yeah. Are you excited
1: about Dallas? I am excited. It's, again, out of my comfort zone. Yes. Um, I, it came down to between Dallas that. and Denver. Uh-huh. And Denver is a million times more in my comfort zone. Oh. Um,
0: wait. Okay. Hold on. So did you pick Dallas over Denver? Yes. You did? Yeah. Why? Um. The research fit is a lot better at Dallas. And so, so, okay. Hold on. Yeah. So you actually look at things from a practical yeah. approach and not a personal. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. People
1: don't do that. Yeah.
0: Like, you, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought, like, maybe <laughs> no. they just didn't accept you or you no, went yeah. up there and was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you no. actually would prefer that.
1: Oh, yeah. I loved my visit to Colorado. And I loved my visit to Dallas. Sure. But Denver, I would have been walking in, like, knowing that everything was going to work out. Uh. And Dallas, I'm taking a lot bigger of a risk, but for a much greater reward. Yeah. Um, wow. And so, yeah.
0: Hold on. I got to write this down. I, <laughs> I, already, I think I already know the concept.
1: But yeah, no, Dallas is going to be different. I oh, our title. I had not been to Dallas. <laughs> extensively before sure, yeah had, um and either. so spending time there was cool spending time on campus was cool the visit got off to a rough start and so i ended up going for like a three or four mile run yeah um during one of our breaks and i like called my parents and i was like i'm going to colorado it's fine like yeah. i don't want to talk about it uh-huh. and then the visit ended up totally flipping on its head and like got way better and that the perfect choice i like accepted my offer
0: Five days later. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Good yeah. for you. I mean, I'm not excited that you're leaving. But, <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> but um, we'll just have to open a vigor in Dallas. I yeah, guess. exactly. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, that's exciting. I think it. I mean, it's very much in line with everything you've talked about thus far, about <laughs> yeah. the history of your life, decisions you make, why you make them. Um, and I think that's great. I think that's a great characteristic or personality trait or whatever you even want to call it. That again, I feel like it's just rare because I feel like as a society we do things that are comfortable. Right. Right? We we like routine. We like familiarity. We like just all these things that just are normal. We don't like to feel awkward. Right. You know? So for you to literally seek that out and say, Denver was great, but Dallas is gonna be harder. Let's go there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's uh it says a lot. Of, I mean, you're very consistent. So I think that's um that's all. let's let's shift back to fitness Mm -hmm. because that now seems like as it seems like it's a big part of your life yeah was it that way before joining the gym and i'm not trying to we're not talking about the gym i'm just right yeah was it a big deal for the reasons that it is now or was it a big deal for the wrong reasons and now the reasons are also a big deal, but something you could sustain, you enjoy doing. Just talk about your experience, like being in fitness and what it's done for you.
1: Yeah, so I would say it's gone in phases in terms of its like position on the priority list of okay. things in my life. Yeah. Um, in high school, I like I mentioned, I was a swimmer, and that was like a seasonal thing for at least most of high school before that it was a year round thing when I was still very, very into it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it being seasonal meant that it was a really big priority when it was in season. And then out of season, I would mostly do nothing. Okay. Um, And then in college, because that's more recent, um, I would say it's been even more of phases. I got really into sort of working out doing cardio um, over the summer. And so the summer? Yeah. Okay. I would go to the gym every day, sometimes twice a day. And like Now was this for like a uh, stress relief? Was it for cause you're
0: like bored? Stress, stress relief.
1: Or... I also wasn't really Okay, I shouldn't say I was in objectively really bad shape, but I was in like bad shape for me. I didn't like the way I felt, didn't like the way I looked, and so I wanted to sort of change that. And so I started going to the gym and doing what I was comfortable with, which was cardio. Right. And it it did benefit me. Obviously, you can you can get
0: movement is medicine, baby. Yeah, exactly. You can get in
1: shape doing a lot of different things in different ways. Yeah. Um, and so I started doing that and then when Alex and I both got homecoming court in the fall. We were super busy and I, that was in October. It was October 9th Yeah. was homecoming. So yeah. we found out three weeks before that. And during those three weeks I stopped going and so. then didn't pick it up again until we came into vigor.
0: Yeah. Um. And so, yeah. so now your whole approach to fitness is, it seems like it's different yeah. than what it was. More How, sustainable. Yeah. And why, why is that? And what, what is the driving? Obviously, You, you know, we have these goals and fitness goals and things like that, but what ultimately is the thing that's driving you to want to keep this sustainable lifestyle that you just said? Yeah,
1: I, I think the way it makes me feel, Mm -hmm. um, physically, yes, but like more so mentally and not in like a stress relief way for me. A lot of people find stress relief in working out and I think that's super great for them. Yeah. I get very stressed out but i don't relieve stress by working out yeah but i i think you seem stressed when you're working out <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i think that that's, that's, I, that's honestly really true um i think that if i could play like just a
0: series of clips until, like, here's <laughs> yeah. what they would sound like <laughs> Ugh, damn it come on you got this yeah like yeah, yeah exactly. exactly it's great though it's great yeah and but,
1: so I, I think that now a lot of it's the structure yeah. um, that yeah. it, it gives me like knowing that I'm going to come into the gym every day at four 30 is like, it doesn't matter what's going on that day. I can put life on pause and come in here and work on me. Mm. And it goes back to like the idea that you have to take care of yourself first. Yes. And this is one of the ways that I take care of myself.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's so huge. And I think, you know, I haven't done a lot of like coaching or teaching in this episode, but here is something I will coach and teach on. When people start to change their reasoning, why they exercise, they, you realize, man, this is, I can sustain this. Right. When you make it about body image, when you make it about aesthetics and making, you know, yourself pleasing to the opposite sex or the same sex, or that's why I'm doing it like these surface level reasons, that's not sustainable. Right. And that's why people get frustrated. That's why people... Go through processes where they're, they they feel motivated for whatever reason, and then they're like, "Oh, fitness isn't for me." It's like, "Come on, that's not true. Fitness right. is for everybody. We were made to move our bodies." So, but what you just said, I love your answer because it, that literally that is my driving force behind why I exercise. I don't exercise to look a certain way. I don't exercise because I want to have a whatever body fat percent or muscle. Like I don't I don't care. I couldn't tell you the last time I did an in body. Couldn't tell you last time I stepped on a scale. Couldn't tell you right. last time I tracked my nutrition. I don't do any of that. If you looked at me, and I'm not trying to come up this way, but if you looked at me, you would probably say, "Oh, you know exactly he's what obsessed. you're eating." Yeah. yeah. He's obsessed. You know exactly what you're eating. You're, everything's on point. It's like, no. Nope. I spent li- And I've been talking about this a lot lately. Last week for me was so shitty as far as like motivation to work out. I had zero, like I was on empty. I think that was a common feeling last week.
1: Might have been. It might have been.
0: I mean, semesters coming to an end for a lot of people. I know there's going to be a big shift from like students Mm -hmm. leaving. So maybe that was it. I don't know. But it was stressful. Literally every day I sat in here and I had to physically, not physically, but mentally tell myself, stand up, go change. Right. And just start moving. And along with that, I also told myself, you know, you're gonna feel better. Right i think that's so true you know like the, you know the feel better fight.
1: after you know like it's like that,
0: it's such a high yes and for no yes. reason for like, no, when i something i do you know I, what do i always yell after a workout i love fitness like that's right. what i yell because i genuinely do maybe not when i'm dying or maybe not when i'm sitting at my desk contemplating am i going to work out when i know the i'm going to but when i'm done i feel so much better like i feel invincible Right. I feel confident. I'm not as cloudy in my head and energy is high. And that's why. So I think if people would be able to just kind of say, all right, hold on. I don't care how I look in my Instagram post. I don't care what I look like at the beach or at the pool. I just need to start feeling better. Right. I just need my energy to go up. I need my mood to change. And I'm telling you guys this movement will do that to any capacity. And if you're like well i don't know what to do here's i'm giving you a workout program right now for free i charge a lot of money for these for the next two weeks this is all you have to do if you are this beginner person who has been struggling here's what you're going to do for the next two weeks for 20 minutes write this down you're going to do a 20 minute workout you're going to do five push-ups 10 air squats and then you're going to hold a plank for 30 seconds do that for two weeks and message me and tell me how you feel for 20 minutes every day if you can't do it every day when you feel like when you feel cloudy in your head when you feel unmotivated when you feel down when you feel sad when you feel depressed whatever you feel happy say you know what i need to move i'm gonna move for 20 minutes and if you're like i don't know how to do a push up i don't know how to do an air squat what's a plank there are those people out there that's okay then go walk for 20 minutes it's not winter anymore Get your ass outside, go walk for 20. The point is movement is medicine. We say that a lot. We will have it on our wall at some point. We've been talking about it for, since we got open, but movement is medicine. And I'm a big believer because our country is the highest country that is on medication Mm -hmm. in all, in everything. I just feel like, man, if people would just prioritize movement, a lot of things would start to feel and seem better. So I love your answer. I agree with your answer. And I'm, and I'm, I'm so thankful that is your answer. Cause that's something you can take to Dallas. Right. That's something you can take wherever, whatever's next. Right. You can always take this belief and understanding and your mindset of like, man, I'm struggling today. I gotta go move. Right. I know I'm going to feel better. And when you can say that and believe that I know I'm going to feel better after an exercise. Why would you not? It's right. like, hey, what if what if what if I came up to you every day and said, hey, you wanna feel better? Yeah. No one's gonna say no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even tell you what I how we're gonna right. do that. But you wouldn't say no. Hey, you wanna feel better? It's it's pure, it's natural, it's clean, you won't have there's no like bad side effects, you're not gonna be sick. Like, do right. you wanna feel better? Ten out of ten times people are gonna say so, yes. Yeah. And the answer to that is go move your body. Right. So I love that you're there. How, how, just go ahead. Talk about that. What do you, what do you think about that concept? What do you think about that thought? And how has that kind of, how do you feel like that's going to set you up for more and more success, not even in your fitness, but just in like what you want to do with your life? Yeah, no, I, I, I think
1: that's sort of the difference between maybe the term fitness and the term training, mm-hmm. because I think that fitness is, is this idea that you're training sustainably, whereas training, in terms of an individual session may not be sustainable. I'm sure you have yeah. super intense training sessions okay. where you're breaking your body down and then you have a training session where it's a lighter day yeah. and you're just moving. Yeah. And I think both of those elements of training integrate into a, a broader definition of fitness that isn't just working out. It's also you know making sure mm-hmm. you're putting the right things into your body, yeah. making sure you're allowing your body the rest. And, and that's sort of what vigor's preached to me that I've really taken in and something that maybe I haven't had as much exposure to in the past. And yeah. so the idea that it's about moving, but it's about moving sustainably and taking care of your body along the way is something that's really spoken to me.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's, I mean, I, in my head, I'm like, I could go down a rabbit hole, right? yeah. but <laughs> yeah. I won't. Um, well, I love that. And I love that you have that, I think, because again, I, I truly believe a lot of people's problems especially internally with sadness, depression, anxiety, all those things that are very real. Right. I believe a lot of those things could improve. I'm not going to say it's going to fix it because there are things you have to do.
1: Right. conversations
0: you have to have. Like there's shit you have to do. But fitness will improve it. Right. Movement will 100% improve it. I also
1: think that you you it doesn't always have to be you're working out to solve a negative problem. It sure. could be that you're working out to have a more positive outcome than a positive outcome you already have yeah i think like a lot of people see fitness as this avenue to pursue sort of a therapy for a negative thing mm. and you can also have a therapist just in life yeah. just to, as a friend to talk to yeah and i think at Vigor, fitness is a lot of our friends to talk to yeah we come into the gym because we have literal friends here but also because a gym is a place where like we can come in and just like get better yeah and and find that more positive outcome than the one that we already have if we're not having a negative one that
0: day yeah and so that's good I love it um real quick because I do want to talk about um before we kind of land the plane Mm -hmm. I want to I want you to because I'm a bit you've heard me say this what's up what gets celebrated gets repeated and I believe a form of celebration is expressing your gratitude um, expressing accomplishments Mm -hmm. you've had you've had a lot of accomplishments mizzou from the little that i know the most recent one we called him hashtag 39 was it 39 39 hashtag 39 mr 39 talk about just some you're good. talk about some of the just some of the things you've accomplished you don't have to go into detail but some of it because i want people to to hear from an individual who we we know dylan now like we've spent 45 minutes talking about why you are the way that you are talking about the fact that you say things and you put it out there and then it's like, okay, now I got to go get it. All that has led you in like, guys, shit doesn't happen by accident,
1: right?
0: Like things don't just, Oh, Oh, oops. <laughs> I won. Yeah. My bad. It wasn't trying. You know what I mean? Like right. things don't happen on accident. So because I've learned so much about you because you are this person who you seek, you do seek, and there's nothing wrong with that. You do seek challenges. You do seek adversity. Because you believe in your soul, I don't care how long it takes, I'm going to overcome this. Just like your approach with your double, you said, I will get these double unders. Right. I love that because your words are powerful. So knowing the person that you are and the opportunities that you have had that you've taken advantage of, because everybody has an opportunity, but not everybody takes advantage of them.
1: Right.
0: You have. Talk about some of the things you have been blessed and able to accomplish in your time here at Mizzou, and what those things mean to you?
1: Yeah, so I think the first one is my research lab. Mm -hmm. Um, I am in a lab that set me up for more success than I ever could have imagined when I joined. Mm. I don't think I would be headed to Dallas. I don't think I would be headed out of Columbia this fall if it weren't for my lab. Um, And so I'm like incredibly grateful to Dr. Petrus and Vinita Nikita for their mentorship and the sort of example that they've set for me to pursue as a researcher. Um, and I think born out of that experience alone on top of my other extracurriculars, which I can sort of lump into working to recruit the next generation of Mizzou students. Yeah. Um, I, have been able to do quite a bit of stuff that I, I am really proud of, you know, being on top 10 for homecoming right. alongside my best friend, Alex. Yeah. So we can teach a lot for, for two bigger members there. Yeah, let's go. Um, and then getting Mizzou 39. Um, were two huge honors that freshman year. I, I remember going to the ceremony. I remember being at the homecoming game and and looking at the 39 people on stage or looking at the 10 people on the field and being like, that's really cool. And I want that yeah. really badly. Yeah. And so the visualization was there um, and I made it happen more recently. Stefan doesn't even know about this one. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> Last week, I was told I was named a not-seigning senior in biology, wow. um, which is given to two people. Out of, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was, I was really excited and honored. And, <laughs> I'm not shocked at <laughs> yeah. all. And, and honored to get that award. Um, it was, again, something... Two people out of,
0: like, out of what? out of uh, The graduating biology majors. Get the <laughs> yeah. French toast out of here.
1: And so, I don't know, like, I... Gosh. I, I'm aware that, like... I have a resume that I'm proud of and yeah. I'm, not, I'm not shy about that. I like to talk about all the cool things that I've done at Mizzou and Hell that
0: yes, Mizzou's dude.
1: enabled me to do, yes. but it's, it's not about me getting them. It's a lot more so about the mentors that I've had yourself yeah. included mm-hmm. that have played Appreciate a role them. in like supporting me to that point. Yeah, Being like involved in so much can be a lot. And it can be overwhelming and there are times that it is and there are times sure. that I don't want to go. There are times that I don't want to come to the gym. There are times I walk in here and like, I don't want to talk to anybody, but like I walk in and you're like, Dylan, because yeah. I'm late every day. And uh-huh. so like, he is. and I'm like, okay, like time to turn it on. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's that sort of mentality that you have. It's that sort of mentality that, that Dr. Petrus and Vinita and Nikita, that Alex as my best friend have all sort of offered as mentors to me. Yeah. Um, that, have, that have really facilitated a lot of that success. And I'm really fortunate to have the community and support system that I do. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that's the, the bigger achievement of any of them is that I've, I've been able to build this community of support along the way, um, because it's not about the awards, it's about the way you got there. And for me, a
0: lot of that is the community. Mm, that's good. What you just said, it's not about the awards. <laughs> it's about the way you got there. I love that. Um, I had a i had something i kind of lost my train of thought but because that threw me off that was really good what i would encourage you and anybody to do is the things that you do and accomplish talk about those things yeah certainly keep keep talking about them i know you do i'm not like you know yeah. more of a reminder and an encouragement talk about those things let those things be known because and I think a lot of people don't like to talk about things that they've succeeded in or have accomplished because they don't want other people to be jealous. They don't want other people to think you're bragging. Here's what I've learned about life. And I believe this with all my heart. If people take take what you obviously how you deliver it does also matter. But if you you are a genuine person, if you're genuine and you're talking in a way that is inspiring, it's motivating, it's motivating, it's encouraging people. And they take it a certain way you cannot worry about how people take the way you deliver something if you know you're coming from a good and honest and genuine place right because those people who take it in a negative way or take it as you bragging that's just their persona that's just how they look at life i would not consider those people in my head those people would not be considered winners though not that they're losers but You get what I'm saying? A winner and a loser. There's a winner and a loser in life. Winners, when you talk about cool shit, they celebrate it. Right. They want to, they want to hear more. Like when you're as you're talking, I want to hear more. Right. I want to hear details. I want to hear how. I want to hear, man, when was it bad? When was it the worst? And I'm smiling as I say it because like I get it. I understand. As someone who is also highly driven, I can appreciate when I see someone that I look up to and I respect accomplish something, I'm like. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. How do we get me, there? Yeah. yeah. Teach me how we get there. <laughs> right. And don't think because you're younger, there's not things that I can't learn from you. Right. At 100%. So talk about, again, what gets celebrated gets repeated. If you don't have people in your life, you and people who are listening, who are listening, who, who, who want to celebrate you, you got to celebrate yourself. You got to talk it up. You got to talk about it like it's a big deal because anything you accomplish is a big deal. So for you doing all these things through mizzou and uh, tell us about the 39 just what it what does it mean to people who, for people who don't know
1: yeah so mizzou 39 is an award that's given to graduating seniors at the university 39 of them the university was founded in 1839 and so there's a mizzou 18 and a mizzou 39. mizzou 18 is the 18 graduate students that are honored and then they honor 39 undergraduate students that have to be graduating seniors um, or juniors that are graduating early for just outstanding leadership and dedication mm. to the campus community and sort of the betterment of Mizzou. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so awesome. That's, that's kind
0: of the gist of it. That's awesome. Good for you. I'm oh, happy yeah. for you. Yeah. I I want more and more success for you. It's gonna happen. It's inevitable. Um, and I'm I'm pumped for that. Yeah. I'm I'm so excited for it. So,
1: all right. Well, I, I want to add one thing. Add it. Um, so when I remember like it was soon after that Alex and I joined the gym that Alex got offered his full time job. And I got offered my first PhD program offer. And I like had seen the PR board in here, but didn't really know like what was allowed to be written up there (laughs) or not and at the time it was like all fitness stuff. Uh And so I'll add that like, it's totally okay to write like job offers or like other not fitness related accomplishments, because I think that like, you can celebrate those in the gym, too. I think Especially that's what's here. really cool about Vigor. Like, yeah. we have the community that is supportive for non-fitness things. Yes, 100%. Um, and and so, maybe I need to make that
0: more clear. Yeah, too. write your
1: shit up on the Anything, wall. Anything. Write yeah. your shit up
0: there. Um, that's huge. I love that. I need, I definitely need to make Like, more you guys aware. wrote the 70-plus yeah. member check-ins Yeah, days Trevor, in a row. Yeah. And yeah. I was like,
1: oh, that's so cool. Like,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, Trevor's very detailed when it comes to stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. So, I love that guy. Um, but, man, I um I'm, I'm i have i am so much full of joy and energy right now because of this conversation i'm so glad you said yes <laughs> yeah. are you glad you said yes yeah. I'm, I'm super glad i knew this was going to be a good episode but i didn't know how good um so I'm, I'm pumped that you said yes and uh what i i like to ask people some a question as we end um because you have different perspective and i think everyone has something to say but I want to, I don't want it to be, it's not a fitness question, right? This is, this is a, a life question to, to, to anybody. What would you say to the person who life is just hard life. nothing seems to be going right. Life is hard. I'm struggling. I can't get a win. What would you, how would you take that person under your wing? What would you say to them?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, Two things immediately come to mind. The first one is that it gets better, Mm. um, which is a very cliche phrase. It can be really hard to see that light at the end of the tunnel when you're in what seems like complete darkness, darkness, darkness. But there is always a
0: light at the end, and you just have to keep kind of trudging through. Um, When when you say this, though, I'm – you'll you'll finish for a second, thought. I had to say this. Because when you say this, I'm like this is coming from a guy who literally seeks out challenges and things that seem daunting that he can't – like your jump rope. Like I'm just thinking that answer makes sense to me. So it's not cliche. It is a cliche. I get what you're saying. But from you, that's not cliche. That's spot on. Because and I want people to understand this, like when Dylan is ta- in this scenario, when you are speaking like that, you're speaking from experience. You're not just giving advice. Right. You're speaking from a lot of experience of like, I know what it feels like to have very little hope. I know what it feels like to fail and fail and fail and not have a win. Double under attempt after double. And like those are all failures, failures, failures. But failures, failure is not final unless you just stop. So I'm sorry, I had to say that. So no, you're yeah, speaking from a lot of experience. So, okay. Before
1: I get to the second part, yeah. I like, Finish it up. is really genuine. And to make it more genuine, that sort of outside of fitness, when I went to go apply to graduate school, you have to have letters of recommendation. And I applied to a bunch of different schools. And I sat down with one of my mentors, um, who I thought at the time, like, thought very highly of me. And I, to some extent, still think that this person would think very highly of me. But when I asked them for a letter of recommendation, and you know, provided the list of schools that I was providing to, they were not supportive and mm. like told me, don't hold your breath. Um, just like we're not at all, which one of these do you think you have a chance of getting into like at all supportive? To the point that I didn't want a letter of recommendation from that person anymore. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason why I'm so excited about this whole graduate school thing because I found a lot of success in it, yeah. despite like calling my mom after that and like completely breaking down and like not being sure if I should apply this cycle. Yeah. Um, And so, like, it's not always going to be pretty. And sometimes, like, it isn't the supportive community that you thought it was. Mm -hmm. Um, But knowing that, like, it gets better. And I, like, vividly remember, like, telling him during that conversation that, if I apply the cycle and don't get in, that's good, but like I'm not gonna apply to a school that's easy to get into because I don't wanna go there. I yeah. wanna go where I wanna go.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and so that was like really hard for me because this is a professor at Mizzou, like he's very accomplished, he's living my dream job. Yeah. And so for me to sit there and be like, no, I'm not doing that, like I'm gonna make it big. Yeah. Was really hard. That's awesome, I love it. Um, so outside of the whole, it gets better and like- Yeah, you Like two. my dad would say, nothing. nothing's unattainable, um, I, In, in debate in high school, I opened many speeches with this quote. Um, it's from Abraham Lincoln and it's that you cannot escape the responsibilities of tomorrow by continuously evading them today. And so if you're sitting here today and you're like, oh, tomorrow's going to be so hard, or I have such, such a long day, that's not an excuse for you to not try and get ahead of it today. And I, I think that's a really big sort of approach to fitness. And life, yeah. but like in the context of fitness, because that's an example we're all familiar with, it's really easy to be, oh, I'm so sore. Yeah. I don't know if I should go tomorrow.
0: Yeah.
1: Or I don't know if I should go today and then I can go tomorrow. And, and that's not the way to approach it. You have a responsibility every day mm. and you're going to have more tomorrow. And so staying on top of them and knowing that it's going to get better is a really important approach to life um to have and so those are kind of two things that i would offer um and yeah i I also think it is important to have that person to take you under your wing like you sort of framed the question going through life alone is not fun um i don't i don't think that's a good approach for anybody even like the most introverted uh want to be by yourself type person
0: so yeah damn this fucking guy (laughs) 22 years old man I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Dude, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate you. I respect you. I have a feeling for whatever reason, we will stay really, really good friends Certainly, for the years to come. I'm going to... You don't have a choice. So. I don't. Good. <laughs> yeah. not, there is Yes, I, I agree with that. But I'm excited for you. You're going to do great things. You're going to change the world. Um, and I mean that. And I'm, and I'm yeah. so excited to be able to say, hey, I know that guy. So thanks for your time. Uh, we had fun. Guys, if you liked it, share it. Tag me. Tag Dylan.